Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our continuing coverage of the 2010 Pop World Cup, brought to you by NAN, the North American Athletics Network, freakytrigger.co.uk and Resonance 104.4 FM in London. I'm Pete Barron here in South Africa, sitting in for Roger Bozak, who's currently covering the Pop Winter Olympics over there in Vancouver. Apparently, Delamitri having a big battle up coming up today in the Pop Curling. So replacing me in the analyst chair is a very special guest and New Zealand manager, Steve Mannion. So, uh, before we get into this week's game, Steve, uh, how have you found the Pop World Cup so far? Hello, um, I think it's been outstanding, actually. Um, it's only the second Pop World Cup, uh, technically. Um, we lost but, all the but records they, they, of the previous had, ones. They uh, had uh, Pop World Cups in the 60s, yeah, Steve, surely. We had, we, had a, we had a reset, you know. People are uh, always talking about 1966 and England. Yeah, that's true. I think we have, to, we have to forget the past, focus on the present. But this, is your, this is your second Pop World Cup as a manager? It's my second one, yeah. Uh, managed to get Togo to the... Oh, I'm laughing into New Zealand there, sorry. Uh, Togo to the quarterfinals four years ago. Well, that's well, that's uh, you know, for a nation like Togo, a tiny nation like Togo, that's pretty impressive. A little bit easier back then, only one game in the group, and then um, straight through to the knockout round. So, so uh, you, you mentioned the, the group stage there. Uh, can you explain to us exactly how the Pop, Pop World Cup works, Steve? Yeah, well, you've got 30, 32 teams, uh, eight groups of four, battling it out, uh, obviously, head-to-head, and then... Top two in each group goes through to the second round, uh, much like the real World Cup, and it's just song versus song, and uh, you know whichever gets the most votes goes through. So it's just like the pop, the actual World Cup in the actual structure, but instead of football players or football teams playing against each other, there is some kind of pop battle. There is indeed, and uh, it's up to the voters to decide, um, you know, how to how to sort of decide which is the best song. So uh, these these voters, uh, where will they be doing their voting? Uh, that's uh, Freaky Trigger website. That's freakytrigger.co.uk. .co.uk yeah. There's also an awesome mini Pop World Cup site on that site, I believe. There is, yeah. I don't know too much about it. Um, some lucky knocked it up in a few days. Well, and I, I, feel, I find it very impressive. But um, nevertheless, uh, we've got two games before us today. Uh, this is Group E, uh, which is the same Group E as we'll be seeing in the FIFA World Cup. Um, and Group E, we have coming up later... Um, Cameroon versus Japan, which is quite intriguing. But first yeah. of all, we have the local derby, Denmark versus the Netherlands. Now, Steve, this is the first all-Europe tie we've seen in the Pop World Cup this year. Uh, yeah, it's always good to get a few, um, you know, all-Europe ties. Um, obviously, we had the uh, Pop Euro Championship two years ago, um, and uh, I think about half of the teams from that have made it to the World Cup. So you That's, get a nice, uh, yeah. you know, mix, nice selection. Either. So there's a bit of continuity there. You can, you can yeah. probably talk about were both of these teams in the Pop European Cup. Um, the Dutch were, Denmark, I think, missed out. So, but uh, you, you've got a vague idea of uh, of their natural style. So, is there anything yeah. you're looking for in particular with these two games? Uh, well, Dutch are always interesting because um, you know, obviously, they're known for their kind of hard, sort of aggressive dance music to an extent. Um, there's a bit of a sort of pop resurgence in Denmark, I've noticed at the moment, actually, uh, yeah. the last sort of year or two. Yeah. Um, so we, I mean, we, we, beyond we're alphabet, for, you know, people like that coming through. But I don't looking know. For we'll an interesting, looking for an interesting game here. Yeah, hopefully. Well, um, we, we're going to start. Um, our two managers, um, who have we got uh, in Group E? We've got uh, Ian Forrester is the manager <laughs> of Denmark, who's put together a Sukerchok. <laughs> And their song, Camper for a Car Leaked. Um, I won't say much about it now. We'll uh, give it a listen. Let the uh, listeners decide themselves and come back and have a talk about it afterwards. Here is Camper for Car Leaked by Sukhachok.
Suck a shock there and camper for Carlitz. Instant reaction from you there. It's for me, it qualifies as a bit of an earworm, actually. Uh, I found the chorus in my head earlier today. Uh, you know, I have no idea what they're talking about. But uh, it's it's a bit it might be a bit of a grower, I think. Um, there's a bit of indifference to it so far, but they might get back into the game if they start badly. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, uh, you you say you don't you don't know what what the um, song is about. So I can tell you that the uh, the the name of the song "Camper for Carlact" mm. uh, translates literally as "Campaign for Carlact," right? Which uh, leaves me um, very little. Uh, yeah, with very little sure, really um, enlightenment there. Um, I'll, I'll read out to you what uh, the manager, Ian Forrester, says about this track. Uh, the manager says, uh, In recent years, Denmark has become one of the leading countries for supplying art rock bands, which left him with central, several interesting options for the tournament. However, for the opening fixture, he decided to start with an unchanged lineup of unabashed dance pop, hmm. what Scandinavia is known best for. I mean, how do you how do you feel about that? Do you think that that is a wise wise move in this early game? Yeah, I guess um, he's kind of gone to play to the crowd to an extent. Uh, it's um, I would say predictable choice almost. Um, yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Oh uh, no, yeah, I mean, I, you know, you, he's you, kind of giving people what they want to an extent. It just depends whether they do it well enough, you know. Absolutely. Uh, would you Would you be surprised to find out this was a Eurovision song? Uh, no, my first thoughts were that actually. It didn't take long to get that sense of. Um, 
you know, sort of past Eurovision sort of thing. I mean, going back from the last four, 15 years even, maybe. I think Greece had a similar effect. But um, A few quotes here from uh, the comments. Um, if you go to freakytrigger.co.uk, not only can you vote on, uh, on this competition, but you can also leave comments. Um, and uh, one of our regular commenters, Weege, uh, suggested that Denmark seemed content to stick to the pedestrian tactics that did well for them in the 90s. Mm. Uh, would you agree there? Well, um, there's, a, there's definitely an element of that. I feel a bit sort of past criticism because, like I said, it's, it's a quite catchy tune. If, you know, if you're kind of willing to uh, you know, listen and embrace it and not sort of you know, be too reactionary or critical of these things it's you know you can get into your head a little then it's sort of vaguely fun and i don't know yeah it's i mean fun. gary gary on the web blog also said the danes lack any tactical sophistication and play it safe with well-known formation i mean i think mm. there's a, there's sometimes yeah. a little bit too much a little bit too much to be said about innovation though i mean yeah uh you know i mean you can have sort of route one approach and it can win you games um you just um, don't know until on the day you know it's just one like, of our the friend the french manager there the lex who's very outspoken often mm. in these in these situations uh, dismissed this trap by saying mm-hmm. dance where the drug of choice is Halib Orange <laughs> completely neutered and pointless mm. um, we may come back to see the uh, the Lex views on Eurovision later in fact but um, anyway uh, so that was Denmark um, up against the Netherlands as you say uh, the Dutch have a quite impressive dance lineage at the moment mm. uh, would you be tempted to play that if you were their manager? Um, I don't know actually It's uh, I'd probably be looking for something a bit different um Weighing that up against, like I say, these kind of um, more familiar approaches that they're known for, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough one. Well, this is this is uh, Caro Emerald. Uh, we've back it up. Uh, the manager Rob Hackerman said he chose to give the newcomer a starring role for the first match, but Caro is very well versed in classic tactics, well, jazz tactics, and has neat tricks up her sleeve. Addictive mm. retro pop with hopefully enough skill to outclass the Danes. Well, we'll be the judge of that.
Caro Emerald there. Um, uh, the choice of Netherlands for the Denmark versus Netherlands game, first Group E game. Steve, I couldn't help but noticing that despite it being a Dutch track, she was mm. singing in English. Yeah. Are, are there um, any, any rules about that in the Pop World no, Cup? No, not at all. It's up to the managers and indeed the voters on um, you know whether that's a, whether there's a language barrier issue or not. Yeah. I mean, that, that did sound like a, a fun little ditty and uh, had yeah. a certain rolling boom groove to it. Yeah, bouncy. Um, and then certainly Rob mentioned the jazz tactics, and yes, you could see where we were mm. there. But it did seem a bit reminiscent of um, some English tactics from mm. the Euros recently. A couple of years ago, I think, you know, the, uh, Amy Winehouse or something like that may have... Yeah, uh, yeah. well, I can't... As newly as a manager, I can't rule that approach out myself. But, yeah? Um, yeah. Well, yes. is, is that, is that, is that op- <laughs> option open for you massively uh, in New Zealand then? It's something you can't necessarily avoid, it, you know, depending on where you are. And, uh, and you think, you know, is, was, that, was that track sufficiently Dutch for you? Um, what I would have liked to see, I think, is towards the end, you know, you get your kind of um, big rap MC guy come in and do a, you know, rap to counter the uh, sweet, elegant tones of the... A, a Dutch rap? The woman. Uh, it would be, yes. I a, think. A, a I mean, you, could, you could do it in English, you know. Uh, I did I did notice at the end there they brought on some um, scratching, which seemed a mm. bit... Um, Bit, bit sort of eight, almost 80s, 90s tactics. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, if you can have a kind of a jazz element, then um, I suppose. You, know, you might as well pick them from any era. And as, as the outspoken, uh, the Lex, our, our old friend, said, um, said, great stuff from Netherlands. He loved her poison sense of timing. It's a big tune. She doesn't overplay it. She holds back. It's all in the details of her phrasing, her judicious pauses and the mm-hmms. The only negative is the slightly cheesy scratching towards the end. Oh, Europe, will your pop never rid itself of naffness? Mm-hmm. Harsh? Or fair? Uh, I wouldn't single out Europe for that kind of criticism, but um, I would say I think it's just a little bit soft for me. Could um, you know if you could sort of do that kind of uh, beat, maybe make it a bit harder, a bit rougher around the edges, maybe I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Martin Skidmore, uh, uh, the Algerian manager, said that the uh, um, the the Denmark for the, of this game, the Denmark track sounded generic, and mm. even though it's a genre he quite likes, mm. he was much more keen on the Dutch Lily Allen. Mm. To which someone else pointed out that the Dutch Lily Allen surely would be Tulip Allen. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, we'll come back to that later. We'll get the results from that match at the end of the game. But next, we come straight on the heels of that with Cameroon versus Japan. Intriguing fixture, Steve. Yeah, um, Japanese are um, you know huge sort of big guns in the game. Um, Cameroon, like many of the African countries, proving very popular so far in the Pop World Cup. And the the African games have been very good, and Mm, uh, we've not had a duff track yet. Um, Good quality, let's hope for more the same. But uh, when the manager, um, Weston uh, Debevec um, of Mm. Cameroon, Mm. um, seems very confident, and he's he's laid forward Katino's La Queue de la Machette, um, which I think translates as, there's a queue uh, for my cats. Mm. Okay, let's listen to it. Aïe, 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 fais attention, fais attention, ne touche pas 
Tito there with La Cue de Machat. Um, Steve, instant thoughts there. It was enjoyable, um, possibly a bit too long, I don't know, yeah. It's I mean, it's uh, using the classic Congolese formation now, I would say. Right, yeah. Would, uh, you, would you agree? <laughs> not your not your area of expertise, you'd say? No, I, I left all that behind a bit, actually, two years ago, uh, four years ago even, but... Um, Oh, well, Togo, of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, do you have any tips for uh, aspiring African managers since you did so well in that World, in that World Cup? 
I think it's the same um, wherever you are, actually. Just uh, make sure you've got as much variety as you can find, you know. I mean, it's, it's certainly more difficult for some countries than others, but um, I think uh, it's a similar issue with Denmark. I think to the novice, this stuff can seem kind of maybe generic or, you know, goes off a bit without doing enough. But there's so much sort of interesting stuff going in the background. Maybe I've, I've seen that. We've seen that with, like, Nigeria and Ghana and... Um, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, Matt DC, um, one of our managers, uh, a very experienced manager at this mm. level, um, did say that he, he felt this game was a bit awkward, embarrassing to watch. Uh, mm. Cameroon know they, they don't even have to break a sweat to win this. Yeah. So they get their full <laughs> repertoire of flicks, tricks, stepovers, and that one guy running down the touchline, bouncing the ball in his nose like a sea lion. Yeah. Um, a little a little, a little, little unfair maybe to the Japanese, but we'll come along to them in a minute. Yeah. Um, Birdseed, uh, one of our managers, says it irks me to see Cameroon play such an old-fashioned game mm. since the resources available are vast. As usual, the tactics that work at the African Cup of Nations, where the universal Congolese game is still effective against small, most smaller nations, doesn't translate well to the world stage. Well, up potential, against potential. up against Cameroon, we've mm. got Japan, um, sleeping giants at this at this level. Yeah, uh, the monsters of the game, absolutely. So um, one would say, kind of Godzilla-like. Um, yeah, you could do actually laying waste to the landscape of pop. You know, we'll see. Well, this is uh, this is um, the manager Dassel Abaratni's um, pick for Japan, which is Andy Mori and the track mm. "Follow Me."
So uh, Andy Murray there with Follow Me. Um, how do you how do you feel about Andy Murray? Well, there's a rumor going around that um, Andy Murray is actually Scottish, not Japanese. So I think that's the ten- I think that's the tennis player, Steve. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, it's a completely yeah. different Andy Murray. Oh, right, right. Um, and if it was Andy Murray, it'd be foolish to pick him because uh, he's not big on winning. <sighs> um, well, no, at this stage, I'm sure he would be fine. Um, so yeah, that's all there. It says um, he that Japan have brought a large squad to this year's World Cup with a range of styles ready to play at any time, mm. and definitely variety seems to be an issue here. Um, He's picked this hard-working band, packing a huge amount of energy into a short, youthful indie pop hit. Mm, yeah. um, do you think, compared against Cameroon, it's a, it's a winner? Well, it's a tough one for me, actually. Um, maybe even the toughest game so far. I don't know if that's because of the quality, but um, I just think it's hard to pick a winner in this case. Um, I, yeah, I mean, Matt DC said that the Japanese track is just a mess. With a snarling, growling frontman, it might mm. possibly work, but it feels like two formations are clumsily graft onto one another. The mm. players don't know where they're meant to be, and they seem to be running one another more, running into one another more than they're getting the ball. And yeah, it's a little raucous on the pitch there. It's, they're so, suitably upbeat. Uh, it's not quite my cup of sake, but we'll see. <laughs> Actually, uh, tea is quite a popular drink in no. Japan as well. Um, I mean, yes, uh, as a very knowledgeable poster did say on the site, uh, jumpers for goalposts, more like where's my jump for goalposts, and uh, I think we can agree with that. Anyway, um, we've got some results coming in. Um, I could do some sort of ticker tape noise, but it's not going to happen. So anyway, uh, results. Um, let's. Uh, I've just been handed the results of the Denmark Netherlands game, and the uh, Dutch annihilated the Danes. Mm. Are you wow. surprised, Steve? I think I'm surprised by the um, yeah the amount of the goal margin. Basically, uh, like I say, they definitely outperformed Denmark on the day. The crowd seemed to take to the Dutch much more readily than the Danish. Um, yeah, it's not looking good for the Danes, but they should come back, hopefully. Bit uh, of a surprise there. Yeah. And in our other game, it looks like Japan and Cameroon, um, a lot of battling there, but it looks like a draw, on as even. On as even, indeed, yeah. Uh, pretty close game in the end. I'd say a draw is just about a fair result. Well, thank you very much for that, Steve. Um, that's it from us here in South Africa. In a few days' time, we'll have Group F matches for you. That's New Zealand, managed by you, Steve, Slovakia, Italy and Paraguay. Uh, to stay up to date on all the current matches and take another look at the games we've been discussing, go to freakytrigger.co.uk for pre- and post-game analysis. And, of course, for your chance to vote for your favourites. So, thanks to Steve Mannion for joining us today. For the North American Athletics Network, freakytrigger.co.uk, Resonance FM 104.4. And on behalf of Steve Mannion and the missing in action Roger Bozak, I'm Pete Barron, and this is the Pop World Cup 2010.